Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air, and we are glad you're with us in the final hour, taking you right up until, uh, well, 2 o'clock Central. And then after that, uh, don't forget, coming up later on tonight, we've got uh, the Rams in town taking on the Packers. But after the game, we've got the Green and Gold postgame show. And the Green and Gold postgame show is brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, which you can pick up if you're going to do a little tailgating tonight on your way, a quick trip. Stop up to a quick trip anywhere in the state. Head on up to Lambeau Field. Enjoy some of your tailgate fare, Bud Light in hand. And don't forget, they got the uh, Quick Miss Days going on right now. Giving away stuff each and every day. Just uh, over the weekend, stopped up, and they had Red Bull breakfast sandwiches. You got 20 cents off a gallon of gas. It was fantastic. Filled up the car. Good stuff. They do. They do. They run specials like that all the time. You just got to check it. You can check the coupons at the pump, or you can see some of the coupons inside the store. And it was awesome. I ended up getting gas for I think it was two twenty nine, so it, or uh, two thirty nine. Uh, so it was great. A uh, great weekend. Filled up the car. It was about, about time. Yeah, I got a little bit back in that. And don't forget, also listen tonight. You could be the uh, recipient of the opening drive contest. They're proud supporters of uh, Packer football as well. So a lot of good stuff coming up from our friends. At Quick Trip. Uh, Kingsley Enigbare. Kingsley Enigbare. Uh, sat down uh, and had a chance to talk with Mike Clemens uh, a little while ago. It was good stuff. And if you haven't heard it yet, uh, Mike Clemens sitting down, chatting with Kingsley Enigbare. Take a listen. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? End of the Bears game. You guys are really starting to fly around. Got to be very competitive. I think you guys could feel a win there, and your offense is putting some points up. And then I see 55 has to come off the field, and you're on the bench. You, you, your knee got hurt, or what happened? Uh, yeah, a little uh, bang, bang play. I mean, ultimately, I guess I'm fine. Uh, but we definitely took care of all of it. So, um, <laughs> so I definitely feel better this week. Timing of the bye was perfect, right? Oh, man. Perfect. I uh, definitely needed Definitely. Uh, I feel like pretty much everyone. One needed it uh, to get their little mental reset and body reset. So, uh, this is Kingsley Enigbare, but everybody calls him JJ. Where did JJ come from? <laughs> uh, a little cartoon show, JJ the Jet Plane. I oh, guess yeah, uh, right. Mama said that was my, uh, I guess, favorite show, and it kind of just stuck with me. Told us that during draft. Yeah. Okay. I think the guy was having the best season on your defense. Suddenly gets a no contact knee injury in ACL and Rashawn Gary, and things have evolved, and you're the guy opposite of Preston Smith at that outside linebacker spot. And, you know, it's not being talked about because I, I think you're – I think you're filling the role. How do you feel the, how you've done so far? Um, I, I feel like it's pretty much just happens up and down and I'm um, just trying to learn each week um, which is gain and get better each week. Just learning from my mistakes and continue to build on the things that my, my positive things and just um, just stacking. Stacking the good, delete the bad. I pretty much have been saying that all year and just kind of live through that for um, throughout my career. So, J.J., if you're standing up on the right-hand side and just before the snap, are you looking at Preston? Are you looking at Dean Lowry down on the line? I mean, or are your eyes are on the quarterback. Where are your eyes just before the Um, just depending on the play, depending on um, what the office is giving me, the office of formations kind of determines what um, I kind of look look at pre-snap. But it's um, like you said, it's also like um, communication belong to the defensive line. The, that depends on the call. So like that, I might have to look over there to see what P's about to give me, or look at Dean, um, the the D tackle that's next to me, and um, to see what he's about to work or whatever stuff like that. So um, yeah, communication eyes definitely pre-snap is a big part of the game. You guys have faced really mobile quarterbacks do you consider 
Baker a, a mobile quarterback or more of a pocket passer? Um, a little pocket passer. I mean, he's obviously mo- he's mobile enough to get out the pocket and do a little some um, if the um, if the opportunity uh, arise. Um, but I, I don't. We don't think that's his go-to. Um, he uh, ideally wants to be a pocket passer and um, stay in the pocket and make the uh, make whatever throw he feel like he can make. But um, yeah, I mean, he's mobile enough to to scramble. But I don't think that's his go-to. With JJ and Ekbari, outside linebacker, you're from. The Atlanta, Georgia area, Georgia, Florida, Texas. I mean, high school football's big business there, and great stadiums, great programs. Um, matter of fact, when I was a kid, I was in high school playing football in, in Georgia, and I came here to Green Bay. That's a long time ago, but like some of my high school had better weight equipment than the Green Bay Packers did yeah. back at that time. You though, I looked up and I found a story written about your schools. Is it Hapville Academy? Yeah, Hapeville, uh, Hapeville uh, Career Charter Academy. It's a tough school. I mean, it, I imagine it's good teachers mm-hmm. and good folks, but you guys didn't really have a football field. Yeah, nah. So, um, so pretty much, so my high school career, I started um, uh, at a seven eight school. So pretty much, that was one of the schools, like you mentioned, it was had the facilities, had the field, had the practice squad or practice fields and stuff like that. Um, the stadiums, they, the whole nine, um, the support of the school, the whole nine, like funding. Then um, my senior year, I ended up transferring to a smaller, like, 2A school. Um, then, yeah, so our, <laughs> our practice field was pretty much a, uh, some a grass, extra a grass. A couple of tires, yeah, big was, old tires. So it was basically extra grass that was on the property. Uh, and it was like, uh, I guess, like, probably 10 years ago, they was like, hey, we might as well, I guess, start up a football football team and they made that little extra patch of grass pretty much our practice field so um pretty much had rolled your ankles you lucky you even have a rolled ankle once a week um yeah so our <laughs> our field goal posts were two pvc pipes with a pole in the middle that uh, i guess the neighboring yeah. company or whatever uh, provided to us a couple of years to, um, prior to i came then on um, my weight room was literally like <laughs> a 10 by 10 room almost with uh barbells that were bent yeah, dumbbells that were chipped up, half broken. So we ended up winning the state championship that year. Um, then the model on it was um, we win with less. Yeah, we didn't have to have all the, the nice things, all the good things, and pretty much just saying we're going to work every day. We're going to work. We're going to work. We're going to work. And pretty much that work going to show up when the time. What was the name of your coach? Tell me about him. Winston Gordon. Um, Winston Gordon. Winston Gordon. And Kevin Pope. Two great dudes. Two great uh, coaches. Great man. Um, I think they're, they're still there to this day. Pretty much. And um, I think now, like, I know for sure when we was coming out, we had, like, uh, like the most D1 or just most college um, college signees. So just the stuff they're doing in uh, that community and just to the young men, like, they definitely impacted my lives. And, um, yeah. And then on Friday night, you guys, like, shared field? Because you didn't have your own official yeah, field. So we um, went to, a, uh, like, a high school, Banneker High School. That was, like, 10 minutes away. Like, the county or whatever scheduled it out where their home games will be all away games and our away games will be their home games. So um, I guess we, so. pretty much we swap fields, was on and off with their field. When you're dealing with schools like Henderson High where, you know, they got their own practice field, they got their own stadium for games, some of those places down there have got their own indoor facilities yeah. for their Coast high work. school teams. Yeah. You guys had your walkthroughs like where the cafeteria? Precisely so. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, clear out all the lunchroom tables and um, yeah, get it cracking in there. Like if it was, if it was raining outside, we'll just go in the indoor, uh, um, go in the hallways, um, one of the three hallways in the school, um, and uh, do a little walkthrough in there. That's just four and a half years ago. I yeah. mean, compared to this facility, where next year you're going to have underground parking. <laughs> 
No, it definitely. Speaking of parking, we used to uh, push cars for, like our summer conditioning. Our coach, uh, Coach G, uh, used to have like a, a Tahoe or something like that. And um, so like bigs, O-linemen, and D-linemen would have to like single-handedly push the car around the parking lot. And then DBs and our skills, um, we'll be able to team up with one other guy and um, push it. But yeah, so yeah, we definitely, we definitely got that work in. So, J.J., what was it like for you then to make the transition to South Carolina playing for the Gamecocks? Um, it was, I guess, for me, it was just so I kind of played D-tackle my freshman year, so that was probably just the biggest transition um, to playing um, defensive end pretty much my whole life to kind of playing in the SEC, let alone as a freshman um, at, at, at three-sec. So that was um, um, a big shock to me. But um, overall, I pretty much feel like high school prepared me for it, whether was at my bigger school or um, the smaller school? I feel like each both, each one of those uh, situations pretty much taught me something that I carried on to me to this day. So to come from that school and then South Carolina and now in the NFL, and to be out there playing and starting like you are, does that just say you're hungrier, or you've been able to just put that stuff out of your mind and and you know you're learning suddenly like overnight what it's like to train at the NFL level? I kind of live by this day in, day out, but just my whole life, like, I'm constantly improving on myself, whether it's mentally or physically. Like, each day I try to get better. Each year I try to be a better me, be, be a better person. Um, so that, that just, I feel like, the testament to um, my commitment to that um, and just continue to try to live through that throughout till I die. So tonight uh, against these Rams, Monday Night Football, hey, number 15, this uh, 2-2 Atwell, 5-foot-9, 4-3 speed. That's a guy that's coming on with their offense, right? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely a guy who um, can be a playmaker when he gets the ball. Shifty, um, fast as hell. Yeah, so he's definitely uh, a little electric. It's definitely uh, never going to have to stop him if he gets the ball. And you guys picked up a Ram, Justin Hollins, oh, yeah. that you're rotating with on the outside. Yeah. How big a help has that been for you? Um, let alone just the phenomenal player he's been, um, the plays he's been making the last couple of weeks, but he also been uh, giving us tips throughout this whole week just on what the see, what the um, look for when we play against the guys and kind of just things that help us beat the guys or just beat our one-on-one. How you feel about the cold weather? Tundra, baby. Tundra tonight. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a, a good one. It's going to be a good one. First, first uh, it's going to be my first negative game probably. First thing in the game of the 10s for sure. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> Kingsley, J.J. Enigbari, Green Bay Packers outside linebacker. Thank you, pal. Thank you. There you go. J.J. the Jet Plane. Joining Mike Clemens for a couple minutes. Good stuff up inside Lambeau Field. Good stuff already coming out of there today. Don't forget, coming up tonight after the program, it's going to be the Green and Gold postgame show live right there in Green Bay after the game tonight. Listen for us immediately following on many of these same stations, immediately following the Packers and the Rams, and we'll bring you all the reaction and such coming right after the contest. But interesting stuff. Man, you talk about what some guys go through, you know. It, they didn't have sleds. You had to push a coach's t- Chevy Tahoe around a parking lot. Why, you wonder why when some guys get to the league and it's like <laughs> they're in awe, you know, when you go from that to, man, it just, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to uh, come back, and we'll start talking to Mike Clements. Up in Green Bay, we're going to get a hold of Mike and start talking with him about tonight's contest. Uh, obviously, some of the results from the weekend, which still bode well in favor of the Green Bay Packers. There's still a shot at them making the postseason, but more so, you know, as Enigbari was talking about, Mike was talking about, going to be a cold one tonight, too. Going to be a cold one. Uh, by the way, uh, I know I talked to my buddy Mike over at Connections Ticket Service over the weekend. He and I were texting back and forth. 
and tickets are like 40 50 bucks they're not expensive if you're you want to go to the game and uh, you're thinking you're saying yeah this might not be a bad way to go you you could probably get some tickets relatively cheap it's uh, it's not going to be a, a high sought after game you can get it pretty close to game time for a relatively inexpensive price. So think about that if you want to go to a Packers game and maybe make this one your first one right before Christmas. This would be a good one to go to. There you have it. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha, your hometown butcher. I love the place. And I'm not going to be able to do it tonight during the game, but uh, this week, Al Capone Roast, it's in my future, without a doubt. Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Whether it's the ribs on a stick, the chicken skewers, the meat salad, Al Capone sausage, Al Capone roast. He's got pork chops. He's got grilling fillets, bacon wrap fillets, mushroom caps that are already stuffed and filled. Oh, it's all so good. Just check out Robert's Specialty Meats waukesha.com that's robert specialty meets waukesha.com or you can still order and go down and get that Christmas as well so don't forget about that go to robert specialty meets waukesha.com this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network you know we got to score points and we need to be in the 30s moving forward um, regardless of what our defense does, we score 30 points, we should win those games. But if we can get ahead of teams at home, we got three out of four at home, you know, we can put some things together, I think. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. Maybe, just maybe, Santa Claus drops off more than a few wins for the Green Bay Packers and uh, then a few losses for a few other teams. And before you know it, the Green Bay Packers are uh, all of a sudden basking in the postseason. And uh, if they're able to do it, well, then we'll all be a little bit more joyous. But it's going to be a cold one tonight up at Lambeau Field, without a doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program also brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable. And uh, by all means, they have uh, so many different amenities up there. They have the Bay Family Restaurant, home cooking, three uh, 365. Seven days a week, 365, and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, don't forget, uh, they're right there on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441. And uh, hopefully tonight uh, the Packers are able to pull it off, and uh, they are partying at the Bay Motel with Mike Clemens and the company afterwards. Good stuff. Mike joining us now uh, on the hotline. Michael, how you been, buddy? I'll tell you what, maybe Matt LaFleur snuck away this weekend to go see a mall Santa with his two boys, and he asked Santa, Santa, could you please bring me 30 points a game for these next <laughs> next four games? Right. That yeah. would make for a lovely Christmas for the LaFleur family, no doubt. That would be uh, then, uh, hey, Santa, can you give me a new defensive coordinator that actually knows what the hell he's doing before the end of the year? Oh, I'm sorry, was that out loud? That, that yeah, was out no, loud. yeah that, that comes after New Year's Eve. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So here's just a kind of a pulse check of the Packers locker room and talking to two of the more, you know, positive guys, uh, but also pretty straightforward. And A.J. Dillon, who, you know, with Aaron Jones and his ankle and this shin injury that he's had, I mean, he spent the whole bye week back. He didn't go to Texas or anything like that. He was going into the training room for two hours a day trying to get this shin back so that, you know, they can use him more often in the running game. But, when you got temperatures like tonight, it's really built, you think, more like for the power game for uh, A.J. Dillon. 
And then Alan Lazard, can this guy be, you know, reliable uh, for you on third down and catching the ball? So, you know, we talked to A.J. Dillon and Alan Lazard about the mood of the team coming back for the bye and how much the way they were able to put together a win in the fourth quarter against the Bears. And the Bears are coming out to play. I mean, they gave the Eagles troubles yesterday. Uh, so here's how these two players felt coming back from the bye. Anytime you can get a win, it gives you a lot of momentum. And, you know, I think that win couldn't have come at a better time. Getting the win right before bye, I feel like, yeah, we, we might have been away from the facility and from playing a little bit. But I think, you know, everybody kind of went through that bye with hope and, you know, coming off that win. And we're all high spirits. And uh, we had a week to let that resonate and come back in here and build off it. There's probably more pressure, I would say, because years past we knew they were going to make the playoffs at least worst case scenario now we have to win these next four and then let the rest do itself um for us to be able to make it in there so um a little bit of a different scenario but at the end of the day we should have come in and do our work definitely feel like a, a new energy you know back in the locker room today you know just for the rest of the week and everything just being able to knowing what we have ahead of us and it's very well within our reach mike i, I thought it was interesting that sammy watkins let go today uh, which means you got to have a lot of confidence, obviously, in what Christian Watson's doing, Samari Torre, Romeo Dobbs. You got uh, five decent receivers: Lazard, Randall Cobb. So Sammy Watkins, no more. Yeah, I was I was actually kind of surprised by that, uh, but I guess they just feel that strong about some of these younger guys and get them on, and that's a, that's more of a statement for Samari Torre as well. You know that how much they want to get him on the field. So for Christian Watson. I mean, uh, you know, there's this guy's going to have a target on his back now. You don't score eight touchdowns in four games in the NFL and people not circle you. And so you wonder, is Jalen Ramsey, who's quite the trash talker for all four quarters, are they just going to shadow him as Raheem Morris, their defensive coordinator, is just going to put him on number nine all night long? And, you know, Christian says, yeah, if he starts talking, I'm, I'm, I swear I can just ignore it. I, I swear I can shut that out. I've, you know, the other guys have warned me about him. But uh, here's what Christian Watson says. He Knowing that he's got a target on his back, what happens if they put Jalen Ramsey on him all night? I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, who's across from me, you know, my goal is to, you know, win on that, that play regardless. Um, but, I mean, you know, if I'm able to, you know, if they try to cloud me or, you know, bring two, you know, to, you know, protect things over top, you know, someone else is going to be open. Uh, but, I mean, regardless of, you know, who's across from me, uh, you know, caliber of player or not, you know, a, a player like Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, obviously, you know, and he's, he's a really good player. Um, you know, I'm not thinking into that too much. You know, I, I, I get it. I mean, he doesn't want to think about the target being on his back and about being, you know, man, so to speak. But, uh, I, I think, you know, if you keep the creativity on offense and you, you know, you're going deep every now and then, he's still used in some crossing patterns and such. If you really work back, uh, you know, Romeo Dobbs, obviously you've got the security blanket and Randall Cobb. I, I guess looking at rosy things and the thumb being better and the ribs being better on Aaron Rodgers, who knows? Maybe this thing can start to move. Right. And the other thing is this. Um, you know, we've talked about the problems on defense and Joe Barry and some of his schemes. And then on offensively, how much of it is Aaron Rodgers in the thumb and the injuries at wide receiver and the injuries that you've had still, you know, at offensive line at times, et cetera, which everybody's going through. Just look at the Rams tonight. But, um, you know, Adam Stenovich, this is his first year as an offensive coordinator. And how much has he been limited in terms of creativity? Is it creative? You know, I mean, the guy's only been a coach, I think, five, six years, and all of a sudden he's 
offensive coordinator of a team that was expected to go to the Super Bowl again this year. Uh, you know, how much of this has been on him? And I was very pleased when I saw in the, you know, in the second half of that game against the Bears when they motioned Christian Watson in the jet and instead they handed off to A.J. Dillon, not Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon going off to the left-hand side. He went untouched. There was nobody there. And then to come back a series or two later, and this time we're going to give the ball to Christian Watson, and he's going to run to that left side, which we think is weak over there. That you know that we get them to go. We get we get three guys on one side, and then we just got the one corner over there. And Watson practically walked in. That's creativity. And so I asked Adam Stenovich, is that how you guys? I mean, was that intentional? How you set that up? Yeah, there's there's a few different like when you put in plays like that, it's like. All right, here's the option A, option B, option C. So, yeah, to answer your question, you, you kind of have all those different things built off that to set it up. So if you see a certain look or whatever it is, you're like, oh, okay, let's let's try this one now. So that's kind of how that goes. With all the moving parts you've had in this season, a wide receiver and even on the offensive line, does that limit you in customizing something for yeah, the week? It definitely does when you, when you don't have those pieces or you don't know, like, who's going to be in the game, stuff like that. You kind of have to tailor it back you still have some elements um but you definitely have to tailor it back if your personnel is limited for sure uh another guy that they're gonna have to worry about a little bit anyway would be zach tom mike because he's gonna be the guy that's most likely unless there's been some miraculous thing happening over the last 24 48 hours that suddenly david bakhtiari's walking through that door he's not and zach tom's gonna get the call bakhtiari told his story uh, for just a couple of minutes with a couple of the reporters and said, yeah, it's like Thursday and I'm not feeling right. And then it's like, you know, I better get this checked out. Because it wasn't that painful, but it's something wasn't feeling right in the abdomen. My God, if he'd, if he'd been a you know, football player and said, and, you know, part of the thing was that they had a baby on the way any minute. So he just wanted to make sure he was okay so he could be there for his wife. So he goes and they, go, and they say, yeah, your appendix has got to come out. I mean, imagine if he put that off another 36 hours and was out there in right. the Chicago game, that thing would have burst. What a catastrophe it had been. So you got Zach Tom, this kid who, you know, early in camp, I was amazed at how good his footwork was and pass protection and, and talked about that. And Elton Jenkins, who's, you know, been trying to come back from the ACL, we asked him, do you expect the Rams defense to attack the rookie at left tackle early tonight? Um, they probably will. You know, that's just been like my rookie year. I, I'm pretty sure everybody attacked me. So you just got to um, whenever they, they do attack or whatever, you just got to be ready so they can know, like, you're not going for it, basically. Zach really is a smart football player. So um, he, from when he first started playing to now, he come along real well. So um, I feel like now we're in a position where we all can talk together as five. So I wouldn't say that we got to help him out, but he a very smart player. So um, he, he usually gets it. How, Mike, uh, you know, this was a guy that uh, I go back, Larravee and, and you both were talking about going all the way back to training camp. He looked like a guy that was going to be able to fill the bill. I don't know if anybody expected him to play this much this early, but he hasn't disappointed. No, and the other thing is that he's coming out of his shell. You know, they keep throwing him into these games. You know, he's finding out Sunday morning, hey, Elton Jenkins can't go. How do you feel about playing left guard today? <laughs> you know, they're right. this before pregame warm-ups. And he's, in terms of just speaking and now and telling his stories, he's getting a little bit better at it because we asked him, do you believe some of these days you've found out, like 
90 minutes before the kick that you were playing? Probably looking back on it after everything, after the season and stuff, I'm probably going to look back on it and be like, damn, I was in some weird, interesting situations. Um, but I just take everything day by day. So I, right now I do. So I haven't really thought about it yet. But, yeah, I'm sure after after everything's said and done, I'm going to be like, well, I did a pretty good job. Here's the biggest question. It's the trust. It's the safety issue regarding the quarterback. And does the quarterback feel, does Aaron Rodgers feel like Zach Tom is a trustworthy left tackle to where the, oper- the operation of the offense can go off without a hitch? Yeah, maybe if they had him a year ago, who knows, because they threw Billy Turner out there when it looks like Bakhtiari couldn't go, and he was still wasn't 100%. And some people think, you know, you mentioned Larry, but he's the one that said that if they'd had uh, Bakhtiari for the Buccaneers playoff game the year before, that might have made a difference for the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. Um, the good news is that Elton Jenkins and Zach Tom on the left side of the offensive line don't have to worry about uh, Aaron Donald because uh, the best defensive lineman in the in the league is still out of this for this week's game because he's been dealing with an ankle injury. And Aaron Rodgers was asked, you know, have you been impressed by what Zach Tom has done in his rookie season, particularly at left tackle at your blind side? Zach, i got to give him a lot of credit because he's had multiple games this year. 90 minutes for the game, hey, buddy, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. I've just never been a part of something like that in my career. So I give him a lot of credit because he's played both guard and tackle for us and, and stepped in and done a really nice job. Now, it doesn't matter, you know, who's in there for us you know, taking over for Bach or, or right tackle, we're always going to have to help our edges in the passing game. And so we're going to make sure that he, he gets settled in. But he's bet a lot of one-on-ones, and he's done a really nice job for us. So I got nothing but uh, respect for him and, and his approach because that's hard to do. You go all week, you don't take a lot of reps, and then, oh, hey, you're in there starting. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of credit goes to his approach. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Talking with Mike Clemens uh, up in Green Bay. Packers getting ready to take on the Rams coming up a little bit later on the night. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy uh, Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All. They're up in Wausau. That's where you can find them. But they're the best boat cover, upholstery, awnings, whatever it happens to be that you need done, he can do it and does it for the best of them. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Call him 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. So I trusted to do all the uh, the upholstery and the new cover and the new bimini top and everything for my boat. Companies have had their, their office furniture reupholstered and such. Gyms have had their equipment redone. Guy does it all. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S. Yes, Dwayne's cover at all.com or call him 715-870-2119. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's cool to have, you know, because he's one of my closest friends, and you know, sometimes the things that you go through um, are you can relate to one another, and, and we have similar values. We've been both very fortunate that things have gone relatively well, and I think it's helpful to be able to lean on somebody. You know, sometimes they say, "What misery loves company," um, but no, it's it's really just you know, you got another great friend that whether it's good for them or they've had some struggles or vice versa for us, um, you know, just being able to have you know somebody that you can talk to that you know that you've had a great relationship with for a long time and 
um, you know, he's he's handled it really well. I've, I've, I've said to him, I've been so impressed with just watching the consistency and the steadiness at which he's handled things. And I think it's reflected with the way that they've responded and in a lot of good instances uh, based on some of the things that they've gone through as well. But love Matt. He's a good friend of mine. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors. Go to h2theletterodoctors.com. That's h2theletterodoctors.com. And uh, John Alley and his crew do such an incredible job with the Connecticut Water Softening System. And they donate donate back to the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy for uh, vets in need. So please uh, continue to support a terrific local company and uh, people who get it done and do it right. And anywhere in the state, you can call them, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. That's the Water Doctors, and uh, they're great people. Go to h2theletterodoctors.com, h2theletterodoctors.com, or call John Atley and his staff, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Mike Clemens joining us uh, back here uh, in this particular segment of the show before we cut them loose and uh, get our get our butts up to Lambeau Field. But, Mike, um, you know, you've got, in this particular sense, Baker Mayfield, he said, I w- I'm going to be home. So he suddenly feels like he's just got it all going on with L.A. after only one game. Yeah, and one of the things they did, though, you know, they let him talk at his locker. They didn't give him the big, you know, media press conference kind of thing. They're kind of flying him under the radar. Uh, Baker Mayfield had, you know, one practice to get ready for that exciting win on Thursday night over the Raiders. He threw the winning touchdown to Van Jefferson, who he actually had a relationship with. When Baker Mayfield was at Oklahoma, he tried to recruit Jefferson to come there. Jefferson wouldn't even return his text. He chose Ole Miss instead, so he felt like he kind of owed him one. But uh, Baker then did show up to his locker over the weekend, was asked, now that you've had a whole week to study the Rams' playbook, how's the progress? Where we're at right now with there only being four games left, it's one thing to try and learn the base install as much as I can, but don't want to overflow it because really it's about learning the game plan and what we're trying to do based on the defense and what looks we're going to get. So there's little things that, you know, I want to try and learn like what certain terms mean and what it comes from, but when it comes down to it, it's going to be really game plan oriented. Um, defensively speaking, that's a team that's still going to try to get after Aaron Rodgers, especially with the young wide receiving core. And obviously with Zach Tom being a, a young left tackle, Mike. So tonight, uh, when you look at this game and you say, okay, where's it going to be won? We can talk about all the specialty stuff, but you still got to win in the trenches. Win in the trenches and then also, you know, trying to put some pressure on their backfield, uh, trying to get a pass rush going with Kingsley and Igbari, or now Justin Hollins who's a former Ram who got suddenly released by the Rams about a month ago and picked up, and now you get this intel from him. So I'm talking look at their, their two offensive tackles are both six foot eight, And, you know, though, they've had turnover. I mean, Andrew Whitworth, the, the veteran, he got his Super Bowl ring, finally retired at, what, 39 years old or something. He's on the mm-hmm. NFL Network now. They tried to replace him with a guy named Joe Noteboom, who wasn't doing so well, then went down for the season with a torn Achilles. And then they've replaced him at left tackle uh, with Ty Enshi. This guy, <laughs> this guy's 38 years old, and I'm like, why? He's played on teams like the the Corpus Christi Sharks and the Dallas Vigilantes, <laughs> and then bounced around the league with the Colts, the Saints, uh, the Redskins when Sean McVay was there about you know nearly 10 years ago, uh, and so they pulled him in off the street to play left tackle. So I asked Justin Hollins. 
you know, your new outside linebacker there at number 47. Uh, is it tough to go against these guys when they're six foot eight? No, man. In today's league, man, all the tackles, for the most part, are about six, eight, six, seven anyway. So, you know, it ain't no big deal. You know, I came from over there, but they O-line, yeah, they didn't have some injuries. You know what I'm saying? My dog, AJ, he got hurt. Uh, no boom got hurt, too. You know, it's just they've been they've been battling. But uh, Ty came in. He's gave him a little spark. You know what I'm saying? He's held it down at left tackle. But, you know, it's a vet savvy guy. You know, he's been in the league a long time. You know, he uh, he knows a couple of things or two, you know. He knows a couple of things. So, you know, you just got to prepare for him. You know, Mike, uh, with the new faces, defensively speaking, you know, what does that do for Joe Barry, who's already under so much scrutiny and so much criticism, you know? Yeah, and I want you to listen to this because we had a long press conference with Joe Barry, and this is kind of typical of Joe. I mean, he compliments everybody, but really I was trying to get at the progress he's seen from the rookie, Kingsley and Igbari, having to replace your best defensive player in Rashawn Gary, who went down with the ACL. And then they bring in this Justin Hollins from, you know, the Rams. And, you know, he seems to have showed some progress. But, you know, you've dropped, you've had such a drop-off. And I'm, I'm looking for the evaluations of those two players. And Joe Barry just kept on playing the violin about how much he misses Rashawn Gary. Here's how that went. Uh, after Rashawn, uh, talk about the progress that Enik Bari has made for you as a rookie, um, and, and and then adding Hollins from LA. You'd had some experience with Justin in LA. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, and I, I I know I've said that up here with you guys before. I think when when you lose a guy like Rashawn Gary, you you, you don't replace a guy like that. Um, I, I think um, he is. The, the, the type of player and the, he's gotten to the level of player um, not only with his play but with his his demeanor that the I've used the word grit with him you know what he brought to us not only as a as a front as a defense as a team you don't replace that you really don't and uh, you know when when an injury like that happens um, the guys underneath that player they have to rise up and it's not only JJ, you know. Um, for that matter, it's Preston. You know, Preston's game has to has to go to a next level when you lose a guy like Rashawn Gary on the outside. Um, everyone has to up their game, and you know, it's even a guy like JJ who was, you know, a, a young rookie that, you know, hopefully you're going to be able to kind of bring along. Well, now there, there there's no time along. You you got to go. You know, you got to up your game. Same thing with Justin Holland. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't feel your way through picking things up. Even though we just signed you, you got to go. You got to go out and play. And it's and it's all those guys. It's Jonathan Garvin. You know that that whole group. When you lose the presence of a Rashawn Gary, all those guys got to pick it up. Not only not only JJ as the young rookie, and he's done some really good things. Um, some other things he's got to improve on. Um, but I think the, the best thing for him right now is that he's, he's, he's playing. He's, he's getting a lot of time. You know, Mike, uh, I, as I sit here and listen to him, I can't help but think back to some of the comments that have come out of the locker room. I mean, just some of the, the guys that have been, uh, I guess the best word is frustrated with things defensively uh, and at times where they've been accused of going out on their own, but they're doing it because they don't believe in what's kind of going on so to speak you know I, I just as I sit there and listen to Joe Barry I 
can't help but, you know, pardon the pun, but he's kind of like dead man walking. How can I put this? Accurately, carefully, Jair Alexander is a stylist in the way he talks, but there's probably right now no more open personality, no guy that's really wearing it on his sleeve as to where this team is at than Jair Alexander, a guy who they just gave a big contract to. So mm-hmm. he probably feels pretty secure. And so we asked him, you know, after that horrible game against the Vikings where you guys were just getting blown out and Justin Jefferson was cutting through your secondary, secondary with nobody covering him, clearly you were frustrated with the defense and the game plan that Joe Barry came up with after week one, after that blow loss. Now here's it's it's week 15. What's changed? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you know, I think uh, as a competitor, it's natural for those emotions to show, especially when you care about the game and, you know, performance. But, you know, at this point of the season, you know, I've done reflecting and had some time off, of, you know, so you just learn that, you know, not to get upset with these things, you know. It's just like, you know, you just got to keep going. That's it. Oh, well, I mean, I agree. You got to keep going. You got to keep playing. But it's also during the losing streak, you got to figure out a way to win. You know, I mean, that's the that's the thing, whether you need to change up, you know, away from the field, on the field, whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> you're just trying to figure out ways to win games at that point. Well, he's also he's also joking around that. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield, we picked him off four times last year with the Browns. If we got a good game plan. We should probably get seven interceptions on Monday Night Football. <laughs> so he's throwing right. that out, right? Be great if so, he did. Well, so then we got to the point where after a five-game losing streak, it was Jair Alexander who said, you know, maybe we should be having a little less fun. Okay, well, so what does that mean? So now he's back to saying, you know what, we're back from Dubai. Everybody's feeling better. Let's just go out there and have fun. Well, so what's changed? Cause man, it's, you know it's so late in the season, right? And it's not, it's it's you know pretty much when to go home for us. So you know I think at this point we've tried methods, and the best method is just to have fun. You know, like at the beginning of the year, it's easy for you to have motivation and confidence. Um, it's it's easy to be excited to play for the game. But as the season goes along, you know, guys get a little unfocused. You know, other things happen in their lives. Um, and um, I, I told, you know, I, I made a speech before the Bears game, and I was like, you know, these last few games are going to tell a lot about a bunch of us, you know, because, you know, when our back's against the wall, you know, like, like we're going to see who take that same preparation week one into, like, week 13, you know, week 14, because... You know, that's how you sustain greatness is great play, you know, being consistent. And, you know, a lot of times when my first year here when we was losing, like, you can tell at the end of the season, guys was, like, playing, messing around. Like, they didn't have that same focus, you know. So it's important that, you know, we keep that same focus, you know. But I'm speaking for myself, really. (laughs) Yeah, he has to throw that in at the end. I'm speaking for myself because it sounded like he was giving us uh, a little bit of insight as to maybe some things going on behind closed doors, you know? And I can tell you, that's all the stuff that's on the record. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand. Yeah, it's uh, you're, you're, I get what you're saying. It's kind of, so I always say, sometimes it's what's not being said. Take a listen. Yes, sir. 
And uh, I agree with you. Yep, good stuff. Mike, uh, see you up at Lambo, buddy. See you there, pal. All right, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes on the Highline. Good stuff from him, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Don't forget to stop in. Use your quick rewards number. Quick Miss Gifts are going on right now. So many good things going on at Quick Trip. And tonight you can hear your name called when Wayne Larry, the opening drive, says, hey, Quick Trip tonight, our winner is, and it could be your name. And then for every yard garnered on the opening drive contest, you can get 10 bucks plus if they score, 500 bucks. How about that? That wouldn't be a bad way to go, especially this time of year. Check out our friends at Quick Trip. Stop in for the Quickmas, the 25 days of Quickmas, leading all the way up to Quickmas, and uh, obviously the opening drive contest, and keep using that Quick Rewards card as well. Uh, all you got to do is give them a shout uh, and type in that Quick Rewards number, and you get all kinds of good stuff along the way. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap things up. Coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you're heading out tonight, you're going to watch the game somewhere. Make it steady. Second of National Walker's Point, uh, best sports bar in Milwaukee, downtown. And if you're going to head to any of the games, maybe you're going to head to the Bucks game, something uh, like that, um, Admirals game, Marquette game, UWM game, whatever it happens to be, uh, catch the shuttle. And they are running uh, shuttles to the Packers games as well. So don't forget our friends at Steny, second of National Walker's Point. And they are fantastic. And as they say, you should be here. And don't forget, look for Steny's Lake Country. To be coming real soon. Uh, the big news of the day regarding the Packers, uh, they released the wide receiver Sammy Watkins. Um, it just, uh, you know, Watkins is going to go on waivers. The Packers have not specifically confirmed the news, but Watkins signing that $4 million, uh, $4 million one-year contract with the Packers back in April. He was placed in the IR after injuring his hamstring. He appeared to be bounced back off the IR in October. He's also uh, played at Buffalo and for the Rams and Kansas City and such, but uh, just not working out here. In the meantime, the Packers, uh, they've got a you know wide receiving core now of Randall Cobb and Christian Watson, Alan Lazard's, uh, don't, Romeo Dobbs, Samari Torre, and such. So uh, obviously with David Bakhtiari being down, Zach Tom's going to get the start. Um, Caleb Jones came off the uh, the illness list, and he's back as well, so they feel at least fortified until Bakhtiari comes back at the tackle position. So uh, you're just trying to trying to get by with a win tonight. That's it. Just trying to get by, get yourself a win, and continue to move on. And that's what the Packers are looking to do. Uh, a reminder coming up immediately following the game tonight, it's going to be the Green and Gold postgame show. We're going to be live. We're going to be in Green Bay, um, heading out of the studio and heading up there almost immediately when we get off the air today. But uh, don't forget, after the game, uh, myself, Mike Clemens, is going to be inside the locker room. We'll hear from Mike and some of his interviews and such. So we got all of that coming up tonight. We're going to be taking your uh, your well, post-game audio. We'll take your reaction. We'll take your emails. We'll take your calls. Uh, take you over on uh, the Bud Light live stream and Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. So we have that coming up. And, again, that is immediately following the game. And if you don't get it on, for whatever reason, a radio station in your area, download the app. Go to the App Store in your phone. Go to WOZN, The Zone Madison, WOZN, The Zone Madison. And uh, you can find the app, download it, and you can listen to it. And then immediately after the uh, Green Bay Packers and the L.A. Rams coming up a little bit later on tonight, 
uh, you're going to catch us with the Green and Gold postgame show that goes all the way up, I believe, until midnight tonight. So looking forward to that. Packers ben, cover tonight? Else? What's that? Uh, pa- I Packers, think the Packers cover? Seven and a I half? Think Packers, yeah, I think the Packers cover and win. Uh, I wouldn't put my house on it uh, just because, but I think the Packers cover and win tonight. Uh, everything has fallen into place so far for them. Uh, now we just, you know, you need uh, Washington to lose a couple more uh, or uh, watch New York lose the next three. In Seattle, you can almost guarantee they're going to lose at least one more for the remainder of the season. I think the big question is whether or not the Packers are just going to be able to simply win out. That's it. Can the Packers win out? And if they can, I, I if the Packers win out, I, if they can, I firmly believe they're going to find themselves in the postseason. And it's going to come down to that last game of the year then because you would assume they're going to be battling with the Detroit Lions for that spot to get them in the postseason. There you go. That'll do it. Until we talk again a little bit later on tonight, time for us to go. Have a good one. Soup. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.